0: hi this is charles kelly money tips well today i want to talk to you about the overall economy in in the us and and the uk and also look at possible threats to the economy and the stock market now the us economy is bouncing back after the the lockdowns and and it's growing at the fastest rate since the 80s and stock markets whilst they're they're jittery and and seeming to slide they keep bouncing back but i think a stock market crash is still coming if not a crash then at very least a correction my name is Charles Kelly I'm the author of the book borrow and grow rich and yes money can buy you happiness now the US economy expanded at its fastest rate in decades last year as it bounced back from lockdowns uh, official figures show that it grew by nearly six percent and six point nine percent in the last quarter its highest since 1984 but the Federal Reserve announced this week that a rate rise was in their words appropriate soon So that is bound to to, to affect things when when interest rates go up. But I don't think the rates will go up by by that much, either in in the US or the UK. Uh, So so that could could affect things. And generally, analysts expect that their, their economy will slow down this year as the government and the Federal Reserve start scaling back all this financial stimulus. We also have rising inflation rates, possible new variants of this and that. And they are further threats to the economy. Now, the World Bank has forecasted that the US economy will grow by 3.7%, but the OECD has said that the UK economy will grow by 4.7%, one of the highest in the, in the G7 countries in 2022, and it's almost back to pre-pandemic levels now. So this is one of the things that, uh, that the Boris and the government are saying, look, we've, we've come out of the pandemic, we're, we're one of the strongest economies in Europe, if not the world, and things are, are looking good for for the UK in the long term post-Brexit despite all the, the you know the teething problems that we're having. Uh, so so that's that's some good news for the UK and major stock markets though have been sliding in January. We've seen uh, you know up and down and then they seem to recover. You think there's going to be a, a slide and a crash and then it comes back again. But the Nasdaq nevertheless is still down by over thirteen percent and the Dow Jones down by five percent in the last month. And that's since they, they, they peaked around about December. But they've so far re- resisted a crash or a full-blown uh, or, or a full blown crash or a correction. Uh, somehow money just keeps coming into the market to, to keep things going. However, billionaires like Elon Musk have been dumping billions of dollars of their own stock. I think Elon Musk sold $12 billion of his own stock just recently. And that, that could be a sign that they know the party is over or, or near to over now th- these people can't sell all of their stock in their own companies because it would it would cause a panic but this they're, they're quietly putting some money aside you know let's let's just sell those and, and this is of course is all reported uh, when when directors or, or owners of businesses sell their own stock now look we're living in volatile times right you know, shares, I believe, are just overpriced anyway. Central banks have printed money like there's no tomorrow. They've printed more money in the last couple of years than has ever been in existence. Uh, inflation is is reaching levels not seen since the 1980s. And, and Russia could be about to invade Ukraine. And of course, you've got China on the sidelines watching what we do in the West. And, and they're, they're eyeing the, the prospects of taking over Taiwan, which they've always said is theirs. So look, You've got to make up your own mind here i would seek independent advice uh you know as, as to what you do with your cash your money and, and your pension fund because you might say well i don't invest in the stock market but you could find that a lot of your pension money is invested in ju- in just that so you might want to take a more uh, defensive uh strategy and, and look to maybe mix it up a bit, so that it's not all you know, hundred percent in in shares, equities, or stocks, or whatever you want to call it. But do take your own advice. I'm not your your financial advisor. Now we talk about inflation all the time. Uh, the the UK inflation rate is five point four percent. But what is your personal what is your personal inflation rate? How is it infecting affecting your budget personally? Like, in other words, how are, are things going up? Uh, things that are going up in price affecting you now as i said the rate is just over five percent at the moment but essential items such as fuel uh, gas food and household items are 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 up i i believe more than 50 percent in some cases some experts are saying 40 to 50 percent i've seen things double in price and we've certainly seen some people have have had their fuel prices double uh, just just recently so it's that's you know 10 times the, the official inflation rate. Now, unfortunately for families on low incomes, they are hit hardest when essential items go up. Now, the, the in- impact for somebody on low income or if, if they're on benefits is, is far worse because they spend a much higher proportion of their, their household budget, their income, on essential things like food and, and other essential items. You know, just the, the, the things that you need in the household, you know, your personal goods. You know this is a much higher proportion of their income where somebody earning say a hundred thousand pounds a year you know they might spend you know ten thousand a year on food but that's only ten percent of their budget whereas somebody who's on say twenty thousand a year and spends ten thousand pounds a year on on the family food you know that's a third of, of their budget so that's just a, a a brief example there but you know low-income families do take the brunt of everything and they pay more for everything and they pay uh, usually more for their electricity and gas because they've got these key meters or, you know, they can't afford to, to, to put their, their, their supply on direct debits. And, and there's all sorts of things that they, they do, you know, for, for when it comes to, to banking, they get the worst accounts for credit. They pay the highest rate. So it, it is affecting families and we're, and we're seeing, you know, a lot of people get into, into trouble as, as prices go up. And you have a lot of families sitting there wondering whether they can heat or eat. Now, if you're in that position and you own your own property, do think about looking at ways of releasing equity from your property with with some sort of equity release loan uh, that you can live on uh, until you die if you're you're elderly. uh, And and at least you've got money to live on and it reduces the value of your estate for inheritance tax purposes. So, you know, I'm just saying that I go around the shops. I don't go around with a calculator, calculator, but I think, whoa, that's gone up in price. Oh, well, look at that! That package size has, has gone smaller, and, and and there's you know less of these two for one offers, and and even the the big uh, supermarkets like Tesco's and and Sainsbury's, they've reduced the amount of their they're called their value range, which is their own own range value items. Uh, for some reason, they seem to have disappeared, and they've gone for more higher price luxury items. Now, you've got to look at also what the official rate inflation rate is made up of. It's made up of a basket of goods, you know, maybe as many as 200 items. And they include luxury items like like buying a caravan, flower vases, uh, leggings, cycle helmets, which most people don't buy on a regular basis. And, and some people from poorer families might never buy those things. So yes, they've got to look at it in some ways, but it is an average rate. They've got to look at it in, in, in one way or another, but it is an average rate. But they have changed the the way they calculate inflation over the last few years. And that affects people like pensioners who uh, have index-linked pensions and it's supposed to rise with the cost of living. But uh, the amount that their pensions are rising are, is much smaller than the real cost of living going up. So so that that is hitting pensioners either on state pensions or in or in company schemes where the 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 pensions are linked to the rate of uh, to the, to the, the cost of living so so there you go um you've got to find a way of uh getting through this either by earning more money or tightening your belt now just on immigration for a while because that that is in the news all the time here um immigration is is exploding all over the world but not the normal type of applying for a visa, applying for work permits, but people just migrating across continents, just walking into a country or coming across the channel uh, as they are from France in, into the UK, which is still going on even in the winter months. And the, the traffickers are supplying massive boats now. So you can get as many as 80 or, or 100 or more on one boat. These are not just little rubber dinghies. Uh, these, are, these are quite big operations and they're paying thousands of pounds to get here. Uh, so so that, that is something that the Home Office don't seem to be able to cope with. But we know that net migration is accounting for a lot of the population growth in the UK, and the, the country's population could swell to 70 million by 2030. Now, that could be good news for some people. It could be good news, say, for employers who are looking for cheaper labor, even for landlords who are looking for people to rent rooms, which, you know, migrants would tend to start off in a, <clears throat> in a room or a shared accommodation uh, to start with. So that, that's good news for landlords, particularly with, with HMOs. Uh, but, but there you go, that, that's, that's inflation. Now, the home Office, as I said, don't be able, be able to cope with illegal immigration, but they are doing something about normal immigration and cracking down on landlords and employers or, or certainly helping employers and landlords to identify people who are looking to, to work for them or live in one of their houses. And you know that you have to carry out a right to work and a right to rent check. So there's a new digital system coming in from the 6th of April, and I'm sure you get more announcements uh, from, from uh, the, the home office there uh, to, to find out how you, you can use the digital system to check whether your tenant or employer, employee has the right to work. That's coming in quite soon. Now, as I said about tightening your belt, is frugality Good for your health well a, a studies come out just showing that frugality is not only good for your pocket but it it also can be good for your health spending wisely can not only improve your bank balance but can actually make you feel better and and healthier that's because a lot of the poor spending habits that people have are, are often linked to what we call unhealthy pursuits drinking smoking drugs um and, and gambling as well and these are all things that cause stress uh, can, can cause Uh, health other internal health problems so frugality can be good for your health i also think that if you're frugal and that doesn't mean you're you're sitting at home like a miser uh counting your pennies and you know you never want to spend anything this means just being frugal being careful with with your money and and spending and and i think that that reduces stress levels because people who are broke all the time are worried about things they're that you know what where's the next dollar going to come from? Where's the next pound coming from? Oh, I've got this bill coming. I can't afford to pay it. Therefore, I'll have to go and you know, borrow money on my credit card to fix the washing machine or the car. Now I've written a, bit, a lot about this in my, my previous book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. And I cover this in, in some of my blogs and, and in my courses. Uh, but I, I believe that people that, that are in control of their spending and in control of their finances are a lot less stressed than people who are, are not and even if those people in fact are earning a lot more money if you're not in control then you know you, you know you're all over the place and it's, it's part of life control but money control does as a you know yes money can buy you happiness but you've got to be in control of your money you've got to know where it's coming from and, and know where it's going so do you want to get control of your finances in 2022 well the answer is i hope is yes um you know we know the habits of uh, millionaires and billionaires and the traits because success leaves tracks and you can follow those tracks to become not only in control of your finances but financially free in 2022 so if you'd like to learn more about this how to do that how to get immediate control of your finances look at the free train that I've, I've put a link up to it's a free on demand training click on the link uh, and, and and look at that train because it could literally just change your life So get control of your finances in 2022. Click on the link below and and I'll see you there. Thanks for listening and have a great day.